The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. That saying goes right along with another saying. Men make plans and God laughs. Both of those sayings mean pretty much the exact same thing. You don't have a choice except the choice that is thrust upon you. I'm Jake Alexander in the Fault 319 Recording Room, and this is the Tweakwell Podcast. Well, what's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with the list. How the hell are you? I hope you're doing well. I am doing well. Yeah, right off the bat, let me just tell you if I sound a little weird. I'm dealing with a case of laryngitis. I'm getting over it. and I'm glad I'm getting over it before, you know, before now, because, you know, it's I had to do this podcast before Friday because Friday is Christmas. So, you know, this run of the Christmas, you know, I would want my voice so I can enjoy the Christmas festivities the good that are soon to come. But, yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I'm here to drop the episode today instead of waiting till Friday. So, TGIW, thank God it's Wednesday for this one particular week. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Like I said, you know, I always want you to be doing well. I want you to take care of yourselves. So, uh, when it comes time for these Christmas parties, you know, don't hit the eggnog too hard. Just... Take care of yourselves and be safe out there over this um this long weekend. I got a long weekend. I am not working tomorrow. I'm not working Friday, and I'm off Saturday and Sunday like usual. So I'm going to enjoy these four days of my family. Uh, I hope I want you to enjoy these four days of Christmas, whether you're with your family or not. Do something you want to do, man. If you're not with your family and friends, just do whatever. Sit around and watch Christmas movies like I'm going to do when I get everybody away from me for a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, today is just going to be uh, almost a normal episode, a little bit of news, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. That movie was so damn good. Um, it was just so really good, and I'm going to talk about it, and you know, we're going to get out of here and enjoy this long weekend, enjoy this Christmas holiday, enjoy the festivities and all that. But first, let's do some news. So for the news right off the bat, the top story obviously is Spider-Man No Way From Home, just like last week. And it's not that it opened, it's the numbers that it did. So for the opening weekend, Spider-Man No Way From Home hit a staggering 270 plus million dollars. That is freaking insane. Um, it's right now sitting at 637 million. Uh, I don't even know if that's uh, uh, gross just for uh, domestic versus global but either way so far it has 637 million dollars that number is just god damn it that number is just freaking insane and it's still climbing so just wait until the next segment and we're going to do a whole review of it i'm not going to do every little inch of the movie because it's unnecessary but we're going to talk about it um can somebody please raise your hand and will the amazing spider-man please stand up i know i'm talking about spider-man a lot today but that's for a reason um so we all know that the amazing spider-man that starred uh, andrew garfield he did two movies so there was a third movie that was supposed to be done that they scrapped at the last minute um in favor of doing a full reboot which wound up starring uh, tom holland but apparently andrew garfield has done so well 
in Spider-Man No Way From Home. And yes, he's in No Way From Home, just like I told you he was going to be. Um, that they're thinking about now going ahead with the Amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield. And this would be inside the MCU. It would be main continuity. Um, so I don't know how they would do that, but I don't care. I'm all for I'm all for it. Uh, the original script was written by uh, Mark Webb, same guy who did The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, so it was supposed to introduce a villain called The Gentleman, and he was supposed to be bringing together the Sinister Six, and then that would lead into a Sinister Six film, and then it would be in, it would have been The Amazing Spider-Man 4 when he faced off against the Sinister uh, Six, uh, respectively. Um, that's Like I said, that script was written by Mark Webb, and it was also supposed to introduce this idea of Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man using his blood to resurrect people he had lost which kind of leads into the next story could we see gwen stacy return so right on the heels of that news about them maybe doing the amazing spider-man 3 with andrew garfield there's this idea that emma stone would return as gwen stacy so maybe that's how he brings her back and she she uh has and gwen stacy becomes spider gwen because that's exactly what the talks were for they want emma stone sony has said that they want Emma Stone to return to within the Spider-Verse as Spider-Gwen. So if so, that means we would get the Amazing Spider-Man 3, him using his blood to bring her back, and then we would get a Spider-Gwen movie, and somehow or another that would all cross over, because all of these things are supposed to eventually cross over with the animated Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse movie. Look, I don't know how all this would work. I When I get more news, I will let you know, but damn it, I'm all for it. It doesn't matter how, how it happens. Just make it make a little bit of sense and you can hear, just take my money and I'll be there to watch it. Um, let's see, that's something I'm asking for and this next story is all, all about watching out what you ask for because now people are throwing out the baby with the bath water. So if you don't know what that phrase is, that means like you're getting rid of the good just to make sure you get rid of, make, make sure all the bad is gone right this is a silly notion um but that's exactly what's about to happen with fans of colin wing uh the character from the netflix uh, iron fist series um so a recent poll that they did said that the iron fist series on netflix was the worst thing that the mcu has ever had right so and that's including the movies and all the tv series all the new ones included um so the actress who played colin wing her name is jessica henwick when she read the article about the Iron Fist series being so bad and fans hating it that she kind of said that she now she doesn't want to play Colleen Wing in the um, series, which is horrible because the Colleen Wing character, Jessica Henwick, was like one of the two or three bright spots in that dull ass series. And so now if she's not going to play it, then you're getting rid of one of the good things just because you don't like the show altogether. Um, so if you're one of the fans who like the character, like I said, I love the character, good bright spot, uh, but you hated Finn Jones as Danny Rand, which I hated him as Danny Rand. He wasn't that great. Uh, well, you know, be careful what you ask for because they'll get rid of Finn Jones as Danny Rand and then they'll get rid of the whole series together and we won't get Colleen Wing and the hand and the few good things that was about the series. So just be careful what you wish for out there, folks. Um, if boxing wasn't dead, then I'm pretty sure it's dead now um so over the weekend jake paul who i've talked about before i'm not a fan for the second time defeated tyrone woodley in uh in a boxing match now, tyrone woodley is a former mma fighter but he's been in these boxing matches obviously to make money because morons are out here still paying to see this shit happen um so 
I don't particularly care about Jake Paul or Tyron Woodley. I didn't watch the fight. It's but what interests me is the aftermath of the fight. So Tyron Woodley lost the fight, but not only did he lose the fight, he got knocked out. Now I watched the replay of the of the knockout itself. Seems like a legit knockout. Uh, Jake Paul threw a nice nice slide and uh, right hook. Tyron Woodley ate pretty much all of it and fell face first. So Tyron Woodley got on his Twitter account and said, "Hey." All you folks out there that have seen the fight, if you can get a copy of the footage of that knockout, go ahead and make some good edits of it and send it to me so I can get a good laugh of it. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. He literally asked for people on the internet to use the video of him being knocked out in a video edit. So now it makes me wonder why so many people were mad at me when I said Jake Paul and everything he's doing within the boxing and boxing in general has just become totally fake. It's pretty much WWE. Well, I'm not going to say fake, but it's sure as hell highly scripted. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, did you see the knockout? Is there nobody, nowhere in the world somebody would uh, get paid that much and just take a punch and just to get knocked out. Yeah, you'd be surprised what people would do for money, right? So who, is some, who can I ask for help with this? Like, can we make this mockery of boxing and these two idiots just like, just go away? I mean, who in the hell would ask for it? Ask for somebody to make a mockery of their uh, their like one of their worst moments you've got to be like out of your mind to even do that so just please get rid of these two and can we get back to boxing being legit and fun <laughs> so in comic book news uh if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of the punisher which i am totally i love the punisher he has a new logo so in the um the new logo comes after months and months of calls to change it after his classic skull you know bleeding skull logo that everybody knows and loves it was being used by police and random gunmen following the george floyd murder so people you decided we're going to cancel the punisher logo you know how i feel about cancel culture i don't like it either so the new logo comes in storyline as frank castle is now an agent of the hand the hand is you know an evil organization but he has become an agent of the hand somehow or another i need to go really i really need to go buy this and read the whole thing so i figure out what happens but yeah he's an agent of the hand and he's going back the king of killer moniker um hey man the storyline is good from what i hear so i'm about to go read up and i'm pretty sure you'll like it too so if you read it let me know how you think um anime uh anime of the year it's almost that time it's almost that time for them to line up everything um and figure out what was the best anime of the year major sites like crunchyroll ign cbr screen rant you know the names uh last year they gave jujutsu kaisen the honor um and it's back out it's back out there as one of the best animes of the year and it was a well-deserved honor last year it may just get it again it's up against stiff competition from other animes like uh vivi flori eyes song which was my favorite from this year uh, the last season of Attack on Titan was this year. Had a new anime called Odd Taxi, uh, Mushoku Tensai, Jobless Reincarnation. Though all those animes are out there, and it you know it, it ain't going to just be no cakewalk. So uh, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't particularly care who wins number one, but I do want to see who kind of who all these people are going to pick. You know, but all those all those animes I listen are really really good. I love Vivi Fluoride Eyes song though. It was. It was a really mind frag. It, where just when you think you got the story figured out, it goes in a completely different direction. So if you've never watched it, go watch that. Um, let me ask you a question. What would you do with $15 million? Let that sink in. $15 million. Well, for Elon Musk, who is officially the world's richest man over uh, Jeff Bezos, that's just a light afternoon of paying taxes. So after this 
Twitter war that, oddly enough, has lasted for a few months between Elon Musk and uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Musk is about to just pay taxes on his um, his uh, his fortune, which because he hasn't been paying taxes because he doesn't take an income, but he sold a bunch of stock, and now you have to pay taxes on it. Um, but he's set to pay $15 million straight up off rip, uh, whether he takes a salary or not. Um, so he opposed the tax at first, uh, but he, I understand why he opposed it. His, his thinking is actually correct. He's saying, well, why should I pay taxes? Because the money is going to go to the government and the government doesn't know how to deal with the taxes coming from, you know, normal people, you know, middle class and, and the lower middle class, like me and you. So he said, well, I don't want to pay taxes because it's just going to go to them and they're just going to, you know, piss the money away and not going to do anything well. So I don't want to pay taxes. But he said he's going to go ahead and pay his 15, his $15 million in taxes just to shut Elizabeth Warren up. And oddly enough, that $15 million tax bill, that is the largest single person tax bill ever levied and paid by a single person in the history of the United States. So, hey, Elon Musk is now in the record books for something else that has nothing to do with technology. Weird. Go figure. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, I think I'm going to get on Twitter. I'm, I have a Twitter account. I don't use it very often except to talk to other folks when I'm playing Destiny. Uh, but I think I'm going to get on Twitter and I'm going to start following Elon Musk just so I can see more of this beef. And plus, Elon Musk has proven himself to be very, very, you know, weird and funny and out there. And I like those type of people. So uh, I'll let you know if something else interesting pops up with that nonsense. Uh, that's enough news for now. I'm about to go get me a cup of tea, rest my voice for a few minutes. And then when I come back, No Way Home Review. Spider-Man No Way Home opened last weekend to an amazing $253 million box office domestically and a global box office of $587 million. Both totals rank number three on each respective list. Now see, these numbers tell me three things. Number one, Hollywood elites that are tired of superhero movies, you're on notice. Audiences don't care about your opinion. They want superhero movies, and that train isn't slowing down anytime soon. Number two, audiences are ready to go to the theaters again en masse. COVID variants be damned. And number three, DC Warner Brothers, you still have a real chance to ride an even bigger wave than, of success than the one that has come before. Black Adam is going to tell the tale about that one. But that's just a bunch of numbers. The question, critically, is if No Way Home holds serve, not just as a Marvel movie, but as an addition to the Spider-Verse of films. Now, for starters, let me just tell you, in my honest opinion, this isn't even a Marvel movie. In truth, No Way Home is not a Sony Spider-Verse film for me either. While it is a Spider-Man film with all the trappings of a Marvel flick, Spider-Man No Way Home is a tragedy if I've ever seen one. Go and resurrect Shakespeare. You know, travel through time and find him and bring him here. Explain to him what a superhero movie is. Explain to him everything about the genre and ask him to give you his best story. I'm pretty sure we'd get this Spider-Man story. Everything in this film has tragic origins and tragic endings. No Way Home opens at the moment when Mysterio from Beyond the Grave reveals to the world that Peter Parker is indeed Spider-Man and a doctored yet convincing message. That message also implicates Peter as, a, as, his, as his murderer. The searing furor leads to our hero needing a lawyer. That lawyer is none other than Matt Murdock, played by Charlie Cox from the Netflix uh, Daredevil series. That legal battle kind of dies off and charges are dropped, but Peter, MJ, Ned, they're beset in the court of public opinion. 
Well, it's a 50-50 split on the guilt of Superman, uh, guilt of Spider-Man, I should say. Most folks are all too eager to wash their hands of Parker and anyone near him just to keep out of the nonsense. So our trio even loses their admission, admission battle to get into MIT because of the encompassing noise. Parker approaches Doctor Strange, who is now, by this time, lost his title of Sorcerer Supreme to Wong after being lost to the blip for five years. He asks Doctor Strange to cast a spell to make everyone forget that he is Spider-Man. Now, it's here where all the tragic nonsense begins. See, the spell keeps getting interrupted by Peter as Peter keeps trying to say, well, hey, don't let MJ forget that I'm Peter and I'm Spider-Man, or don't let Ned forget, or don't let my Aunt May, or don't let Happy. Well, everything kind of goes crazy. So while Strange is able to keep the spell from going completely haywire, a large number of multiverse villains find their way through the cracks, including Doc Ock, the Lizard, Electro, Sandman, and Green Goblin. So Strange puts the spider gang, that's Ned, MJ, and Peter, into action to track down and magically capture the villains. Now, they're successful, but Peter is hesitant to send them back once he finds out that they all die in some manner while battling Spider-Man from their respective multiverse stops. Peter sets about curing each villain in hopes of giving them a second chance when they do return to their dimension. Now, I won't give away any more of the plot, because, you know, I, I want you to go see it. Be surprised. And besides, if you have seen it, then you don't need me to explain. Now, like I said, this isn't a Marvel film, and it's not a Sony Spider-Verse film. I say this because so much of this film is a trading off back and forth of good intentions having bad consequences. It's a true tragedy that follows the central mythos of Spider-Man. Peter Parker can't catch a break. Regardless of the success of Spider-Man, Peter Parker is always left holding the bag with very little or nothing to show for his good deeds. See, No Way Home does a great job of pitting Peter Parker against himself. Do the right thing or do what needs to be done. Help yourself or help others. Either choice he makes always leads to an even darker consequence and another choice to make. All his choices culminate in him losing Aunt May, his love MJ, and his best friend Ned as well. His last bastion are the words from his Aunt May. With great power must come great responsibility. He dons the red and blue and swings into action once again, alone in a world that has no knowledge of Peter Parker by the time the film ends. Tom Holland does hold his own on screen, especially when the other two elder statesmen Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, show up. I told you they'd be in this film. The rooftop scene where these three first meet, I'll admit, had me in tears. As I predicted, Maguire and Garfield are not in the film solely to help Holland defeat the villain. Their presence there allows them to atone and find closure for their losses and failures. Lamely, the death the deaths of their Uncle Ben's and Gwen Stacy and the loss of, of the love of Mary Jane Watson. Each Spider-Man variant here is heartbroken by loss, but with each other, they, they do overcome. Now, while the film is enjoyable, it does miss the mark of being, you know, an epic, like we all thought it was going to be, but it does retain that blockbuster film on the level of, say, like Avengers. It just doesn't reach that level of, say, Endgame. But that's okay. Endgame is a 10-year-in-the-making film that you can only really do once. No Way Home is more of a love letter to the Spider-Man films of the past that paved the way for No Way Home to ever be made. When no one knew if Spider-Man or comic book movies in general could stand as franchises, a chance was taken and the payoff is a film that leaves room for expansion 
while closing the ranks and paying homage to the Spider-Man of the past. I gave it a score of 9 out of 10. It's just a damn good movie. Now, some things did bother me, like the very last scene uh, with Happy and uh, Peter standing at the grave of Aunt May. Now, see, with the spell being enacted by Doctor Strange, everyone is supposed to forget who Peter was. It's basically like Peter Parker never existed. See, Happy asked Peter, hey, how do you know her? And he says, well, I met her through Spider-Man. Happy, Happy responds, yeah, I knew her through Spider-Man as well. But Happy never met Aunt May through Spider-Man. He met him through Peter. And when he met, when he met Aunt May, Aunt May didn't even know that uh, Peter was Spider-Man at the time. So this is just a little bit of a, you know, a hiccup in the storytelling, but it's not that big a deal. And it was some other little things like forced dialogue that kind of bothered me. Um, like when Doctor Strange told the, told our gang, hey, you know, Scooby do this shit and figure it out. I, I swear to God, as much as I thought that was funny, it so felt out of place. It didn't seem like something Strange would say, especially in a situation like that. Now, there are quite a few Easter eggs in the film. There's just no way I can go through all of them. There are just so many. When I mean there are so many, I mean there's literally... There's literally one Easter egg almost for every frame in this movie. Um, things like um, uh, Flash Thompson's uh, book about being friends with Peter Parker. It's called Flashpoint. That's obviously a nod to the DC multiverse uh, crossover of the same name. You know, where Flash runs through uh, the multiverse and meets different versions of himself. Um, the the way Strange contains the broken spell at the beginning of the movie, it's the same way he contained the... Uh, the broken spell inside the what if series go back and watch the what if series remember they said that the what if series was going to lead uh into this and into um uh, the doctor strange part two movie so you just will just look out for it um another easter egg there are a lot of pictures um of ned and mj at homecoming from spider-man homecoming but peter is in almost none of them which i think is really cool because going forward um i'm hoping hoping going forward that at some point Ned will actually become a villain. Now there's a point in the movie where uh, the three Peters are talking to each other and Ned kind of leans over and says, Hey, look, now that I have, you know, the, uh, the, the sling ring that, uh, that Dr. Strange usually wears, he's like, Hey, now that I have powers, I promise you, I will never become a villain and I'll never try to kill you. Um, but, and you know, that was just, that was just stuck in there way too, you know, way too obvious. I'm pretty sure going forward, uh, amongst other things going forward, um, MJ and Ned, I think, are going to wind up dating uh, because they are at MIT together at the end of the movie. And I think somehow Peter is going to try to interject himself between that, which eventually leads to MJ getting hurt and Ned becoming the Hobgoblin. That's what I'm hoping going forward. That's not something that I read somewhere. That's just, in my mind, I want that to happen. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, also going forward, I'm expecting to see Miles Morales, um, at some point live action within the Sony Spider-Verse and crossing over with, uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe Tom Holland is Spider-Man, maybe even Andrew Garfield, you never know. Um, in, I will, in the second Spider-Man movie, uh, we had, um, Donald Glover, uh, playing the character. I forgot his uh, character's name, but he, at, at, he's twice brought up Miles Morales. Once he says, Hey, I don't want these guns on the street because I have a nephew that lives here. And then you see him later on on the phone saying, hey, Miles, uh, yeah, I'm not going to make it, which is a which is a direct call to Miles Morales 
in that movie and in this in this movie jamie fox is uh his electro gets depowered and uh andrew garfield is talking to him and he says uh he says to andrew garfield man he you know you were from queens and your suit is real flies you know for a second man i thought you were black andrew garfield is apologetic and he's like nah you know and you know jamie fox is like nah don't worry about it man uh all these multiverses and out here obviously there's got to be a black spider-man out there somewhere so all these little notes and you know these little callbacks and stuff like that i'm pretty sure miles morales is going to pop up somewhere um something else going forward i expect to see tom holland i mean not tom holland tom hardy his version of venom to be seen somewhere um but i don't think it's going to be in this continuity i think it'll be in his own continuity which i, I don't know which version uh of venom is going which version of spider-man is going to cross over with the tom hardy version of venom um in the mid-credit scene we see the tom hardy uh venom get sent back to his universe after um strange cast the correct spell at the end of the movie and but he leaves a piece of the venom um symbiote behind on the bar when he gets sent back which means that the venom is now in this in this uh the tom holland continuity and he's gone back to his continuity and i think he's he was talking about going to new york to figure out who the hell spider-man was in a drunken state he said it uh but yeah i'm pretty sure when he gets back to his continuity he's gonna go to new york and maybe he'll find spider-man there whoever that whoever's playing that spider-man and i hope that they cross over and we get two different you know two different versions of venom versus spider-man who knows i don't know but i just want to see venom versus spider-man we all want it they know we want it they already said we're going to get it so just cross my fingers that it happens pretty soon um I'm, and the return of rhino so while the three peters are talking at some point they're like you know basically trying to hype each other up um two of the two of the peters said yeah i fought an alien i fought i fought a big purple guy which is thanos and um garfield's like hey uh, you know the only thing i ever fought was a you know a big russian dude in a in a rhinoceros <laughs> suit of armor so you know that's bringing up rhino and you know at toward the end we see these entities coming through the cracks in the multiverse and we see a shape that sort of looks like rhino but we also see a shape that kind of looks like scorpion and another one of a guy who looks like he's holding a spear so i'm pretty sure that was craven so who knows all these villains may come back we know paul giamatti is not going to come back as rhino he's already stated that he hated the role it wasn't what he thought it was going to be and he just hated it so much so he said he's not going to do it but that's okay hey man that's him he doesn't want to do it he ain't got to do it um but yeah it's a lot of stuff going forward that we may see and there are a lot i mean there are a lot of easter eggs out there um there's a uh there's a guy that i follow on youtube um on a page called new rock stars um they do easter egg movies like these uh for movies like this all the time go by there and check out that video uh, i know it's up it's been up for a few days now um that video is probably 10 12 minutes long of just constant easter eggs uh back and forth back and forth callbacks to the other spider-man movies callbacks to you know other mcu movies call it's called back to the mcu series that are on disney plus it is like i said when i say there is one easter egg per frame of this movie i am seriously not kidding go watch that video uh that, like i said the page is called new rock stars just search no way home easter eggs and then look for the new rock stars page and then watch that video they do a really good job at it tell them i sent you tell them the twinkle podcast sent you <laughs> so that's it for the review i am going to take a break let my voice rest again because as you can hear it's getting strained and then when i come back we're going to get out of here
So now it's time to say goodbye to all my nerdy friends. That'll be you. This is the last call. It's time for me to get out of here and get some rest. And hopefully the next time you hear me, my voice is back to normal and I'm feeling better. Maybe a few days off from work, getting out of that cold weather that I have to work in every night. Maybe that'll make me feel better. Uh, before I go, I forgot to talk about in the review that I got a few of my predictions correct. Um, so while the Future Foundation and the X-Men and, you know, you know, seeing Reed Richards and Professor X show up in the end, that didn't happen. But I was right about two things. Aunt May did die. I didn't particularly want the hot Aunt May to get killed. I was thinking that, you know, maybe she'd get, you know, get real close to being killed, but then, you know, she'd make it. But nope, nope, she got killed and she delivered the line before she passed, you know, uh, with great power must come great responsibility and here's a little known fact uncle ben did not say that in the comic book the original line was originally delivered by aunt may to peter parker so that is a great call back to the original person saying it in this film i thought that was that was just so great and i was proven right um garfield spider-man and mcguire spider-man they found their redemption um, I love the fact that Andrew Garfield is the one who saved MJ from falling. And it was kind of funny because frame for frame, that fall with um, MJ is frame for frame, the exact same camera shot of uh, Gwen falling. And I love the fact that he did not try to catch her with the web. He literally uh, pushed himself to grab her in her arms and land on his feet, which means that he obsessed the hell out of, you know, uh, uh, Gwen being killed from him grabbing with the web. Uh, I thought that was great. And Tobey Maguire, uh, his version of Spider-Man, his his variant of Spider-Man, he found his redemption from letting Uncle Ben, um, you know, Uncle Ben being killed because of his inaction. Uh, right when uh, Tom Holland is about to kill Norman Osborn, it is Tobey Maguire Spider-Man who steps in. It's his action that finally saves a life. And I think, you know, him imparting his his wisdom as the elder statesman out of all three of them uh not just to tom holland but to andrew garfield i thought that was pretty cool man seeing all three of these spider-man together and that scene on the roof i don't care what anybody says i was in tears watching that scene on the roof when they all met and if you weren't in tears you're a cold-hearted bastard i'll change that to your face <laughs> but outside of that man yeah those are the only two i got right but i'm cool i'm cool with just those two being right um like i said this is such a great movie if you haven't seen it go see it you got plenty of time over this you know christmas weekend nothing else is out matrix revolution is out today i thought it was only going to be in theaters but here it is on hbo max so i'm not feeling well so maybe i'll just watch that at home who knows it's such a big movie and i have a really big ass tv anyway so maybe it'll feel like i'm in a movie theater if i watch it by myself uh but yeah until then i will see you on next thursday not next friday next friday is new year's eve and i will be drinking and hanging out the entire day with my friends so I am not going to do an episode Friday. I will do it next Thursday. And next Thursday episode is just about what's going to come up in the next season. And us moving to YouTube, I am still going to do voice for Spotify and Anchor and Google Podcasts and all the others. But we're also going to be adding a YouTube show next season. So I will let you know all about that. But that is next Thursday. That is for then. I will not be spoiling anything. Then. Uh, so for my producer, Nikki Reb, who is waving a mistletoe at me. No, answer is no. Leave me alone um, but until then, for Nikki Rev and everybody else here, I say the same thing I say to you. I don't care if it's one, five, ten, hundred, or a thousand. I appreciate you listening. I love all my listeners. So until next time, the same thing we always say. God bless. I love you. And peace.
If you like what you're hearing, then by all means, do check back in every Friday at 5 p.m. on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at the underscore tweakwell underscore pod. And by all means, go back and listen to the older episodes and see where we came from and see where we're at because we started from the bottom, but now we're here. I'm Jake Alexander signing off. See you later.